Welcome to the Scott Shepard Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Testicle one, two, three, testicle one, two, three. Oh, crap. Is this thing on? Well, hello there. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am recording this episode on a Thursday night at 10.17 p.m. Now, I will tell you two things real quick. First off, I am wearing a fanny pack right now. And second of off, if I actually can even speak properly after spending all day eating crayons, second off, I am not a homosexual. Not that there is anything wrong with that, but I need to let you know that just because someone wears a fanny pack does not mean they're a homosexual. It means they're carrying drugs. Just kidding, but seriously. No, I'm quite literally just kidding. Uh, Anywho, I was about to exit and head home to see my beautiful cat, Brodus Maximus Shepper III. However, I decided to do something today, and by today I mean tonight, and that is this. To update you with a special surprise recording of... The first Daily Shepherd episode or podcast that is as irreverent and crazy and awesome as what you are hearing pulse violently through your eardrums right now. So that is why I'm talking to you. Now let's jump into it. Here's the Daily Shepherd episode 135. So first things first is for some reason in my uh, show notes, I wrote down in my outline that uh, I should admit to you that I have not really read Don Quixote uh, that effectively uh, in the past week or so. I'm not sure why I am admitting that or why I wrote that down, but hell, Now you know. What's interesting about the book Don Quixote is, you know, and I've said jokingly before, though it's not really that much of a joke because it's actually uh, half true, just like, well, a lot of things that are jokes are half true. The thing with Don Quixote is Cervantes is an author who I have said before, and I shall say it again, has written a book that contains content in which I have remarkably found myself 
never encountering anything else wherein you read so much, yet so little. Despite this, and (laughs) despite the seemingly pointlessness of this Mexican beast, and uh, I, I, I know it's a Spanish novel, I just wanted to uh, test all of the uh, woke people to uh, see if they were listening so that they know that right from the outset, um, I am not for them, and well, I've just canceled myself, so <laughs> now I can't get canceled. Ah! Well, but seriously, um, it is a wondrous beautiful Spanish novel, but it is a slog to get through. Yet when you actually do sit down to read it, and I think this is true for many things in life, it is indeed enjoyable. It's it's almost like the, the hardest part about reading the book is the part that goes through your mind the story you tell yourself when you're not reading the book but when you actually are reading the book hell it's quite enjoyable anyways that's why i wanted to touch on don quixote um in retrospect after i guess pulling together some substance of something valuable for you to hear the next thing i say to you though will contain absolutely zero value. You see, I would like to brag about myself today. I would like this example to be called upon and used in your mind when and if I discover that there is an award and a competition for the Cat Father of the Year. Here's why. When I woke up this morning, I decided not to get coffee, not to even treat myself with, you know, the favorite thing that I have (laughs) miraculously survived and not died from consuming every single day of my life also known as Quest Nutrition Bars. No, I didn't even pick up a Quest Nutrition Bar from 7-Eleven this morning. You know what I did? I walked my hermetically isolated, lazy, pedantic, irreverent ass down to the very first floor in my building in which I reside. In that building, there is a pet store. And I, well, here's the selfish part. I'm tired of waking up with cat hair uh, gorged in my mouth as if it is a cotton ball and I'm chewing dip or something. You know why? Because my cat Brodus Maximus Shepherd III is a hairy mother fricker that needs a haircut. And I walked down to this establishment in this pet store. And when I say pet store, I mean a uh, luxurious, beautiful, 
expensive and, well, without reason to be expensive, pet shop in downtown San Diego. And when I walked in, I decided to do something on a whim. I decided to surprise and spoil the living hell out of my cat, Brodus. And I did. How did I do that? I'll tell you. The first thing I did was I bought him one of those scratchy pads. Now, I'm not one of those anal retentive OCD types that actually values or cares about their possessions. How do I mean this, you ask? Well, one need only look to the couch that is resting in the center of my living room to see. It is absolutely torn apart, ripped apart to shreds, and destroyed. So, regardless, I decided to pick up something, because it seems to be that Barotus Maximus Shepherd III likes ripping the living hell out of my couch, that I should probably even get him something to sharpen his claws and, you know, refine them so that he can, well scratch my couch even more effectively and i bought him one of those scratchy scratch pad thingies and i believe that is the technical scientific term now the second thing i bought him was you guessed it the typical standard american uh stuffed animal rat that cats just somehow have um uh, injected into their phenotype to absolutely hate. So that is, and by the way, I have zero idea if I used phenotype in the sci- scientific uh, proper term or usage. You should actually search and add that to your uh, vocab of the day. Phenotype, P-H-E-N-O-T-Y-P-E. It is a uh, interesting word. I think I first heard it from uh, that you know, that evangelical diehard Christian known as Richard Dawkins. I believe I read about phenotype in The Selfish Gene, but that is a fantastic field of actual reality and biology to look into. So, after clearly becoming the Cat Father of the Year uh whenever there is that contest that emerges in the attention span and awareness of Scott Shepherd i did one more thing today actually a few uh actually it'll be brief i'm just going to cover this one for now okay i promise all right so i then wrote an article a writing piece where wherein i defined and specified the audience avatar and audience that I am writing to and writing for. Guess what? I don't really remember much of the article, but I do remember this. I'm pretty sure it sucked. Why did it suck? Well, because one must essentially tend towards infotainment if they wish to actually produce something of seemingly entertainment and value and something worthy of one's attention. Yet, when I write, I can't help but just 
write and teach and spend my time in every single syllable and word to provide as much value as possible. And because I promised myself that I wouldn't do that, yet later found myself for two hours later writing and refining every single little syllable, I decided to cut myself off and pretty much write about precisely what I've told you just now about Brodus Maximus Shepper III. Hey, Scott Shepard here. Real quick, this podcast is sponsored by me. Yes, me, Sir Scott of Shepard. I am committed to never shilling some dildo hipster crappy freaking product like all the other podcasters do. All right? My only ask, however, is that you spend 10 seconds right now. Literally pull to the side of the freaking road, the freeway. Stop. (laughs) Rate and review this podcast. Share it with a friend. This will help me spread my movement. You see, I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days writing and creating using analog tools while making multiple six figures if they even need to, and more importantly, building a tribe of people that they were called to build, okay? And I want you to rate and review this podcast because it will directly help me in this mission. That's all I ask. All right, now back to the regularly scheduled program. Peace. After this brief stint in writing a profoundly trite and article that echoed the, well, I would say the skills of a retard, I then did this. I then spent the rest of the day organizing one of the most interesting things that I've stumbled upon, which is the very fact that there is a space called uh, Zeitelkasten, which is a German term for notebox. Now, this German term for notebox in Zeitelkasten, for some reason, has inspired and influenced a whole niche, a whole industry, a whole underground um, field, I would say, for the life hacker and knowledge management and research and scientific crowd that likes to read and produce interesting, well-researched content, right? Now, what I actually discovered is that all of the tools in this sub-industry that has emerged from this term, Zeitelkasten, it's all wrong. It's all digital. And the entire thing is not only <laughs> implemented wrong, it is taught wrong. In fact, the number one book on the subject, which is good in many respects. At first, I I, I said that it was 96% good in my mind. And then Right now, I'm leaning more towards 80%. I hope as I analyze it and maybe reread it again, I hope I don't find that it is uh, 4% good and 96% bad. 
However, the book is this, and here's what I'm talking about. It's a book called How to Take Smart Notes. Now, don't take mental notes on what I've just read. Don't read it. Don't read it yet. Or maybe if you do, it won't be that bad, but just don't freaking read it. And here's why. is because the magic of Zytelkosten exists within the story. Everyone is attracted to it because of the output that it has the potential of producing. What is that output, you ask? Well, it is the output of the creator of Zytelkosten, Nicholas Lumen. He is the in- inventor of the systems theory in soci- sociology and made a ton of a, of incredible uh, uh, contributions to the field of sociology. He's a legend in the field. If you're an academic sociologist and you don't know Nicholas Lumen, then guess what? My friend, you are not an academic sociologist. Now, Nicholas Luhmann gained his fame and attention not for just being a academic sociologist that devised something called systems theory, and quite frankly, the only freaking per- person or people that would actually lend him generous fame and high regard would be indeed, the academic sociologists. However, his popularity has been pervasive and has spread throughout and way beyond that sphere of academic sociology. Why is that, you ask? Well, it's because the freaking guy wrote 70 books in as little as, I think it was 30 years and his books, and I have his uh, magna opus, which I don't even know if I've said or pronounced that right. And guess what? I don't even freaking care. But his magna opus, his claim to fame, his golden child book, which is a theory of society, I have at my home. It is not actually that it's not it's no Don Quixote in terms of size. But guess what? It is definitely 10 times more Don Quixote in terms of depth and readability. It's hard. It's difficult. And it is profound. So profound where in like every single sentence, you have to look up and break down three different parts of the sentence to even understand it properly. Look, I read his article in his piece that he wrote on Zytokosten. Which, for some reason, <laughs> everyone seems to rush to reading the book, How to Take Smart Notes, instead of just reading straight from the horse's mouth of what Zytelkosten actually is, which you will actually get the right, proper understanding of what it is. But I digress. The bottom line is this, is everyone wants to adopt this method called Zytokosten method because of the outputs and results that Nicholas Lumen produced. But guess what? Unless you actually have a system that has three properties, and this does not come from me, by the way. This comes from Nicholas Lumen himself, okay? These three properties. 
the three properties are this. Your system for learning and developing your thoughts and ideas and so that one day maybe you can create genius level work that is built to last like you know 70 books worth of this the thing that you must do is you must have a system that is number one analog meaning it's not digital number two is it has fixed numbers on every single note card which allows you to arbitrarily organize them in your own scheme based on the closest concepts, okay? But a fixed number, he put his in the top left corner. For some reason, I've decided to put mine in the top right corner. You know why? Because I felt like it. Now, the third thing that his system requires is something called a register, a keyword register. That is, you need a a way to actually find the concepts, the notes, and the ideas that you have recorded. Now, the three things, once again, analog, fixed numbers, and a keyword register for lookup. Here is what it does not include. Number one, it does not include something that is digital, aka software. It does not include something wherein the file names can be rearranged, dynamic, change, reorganized, and update, and are named or sortable via things like tags or human-friendly names or dates in the file name, okay? And the third thing that it is not, it is not something that has a search index. You cannot search the thing. You actually have to manually create, by hand, a keyword register. And what happens when you do this? Well, the following happens. You spend a lot more time doing this, and you think a lot more about what you're doing and how it relates to every single other concept you're doing. And so, the interesting thing is that there is a whole industry that has emerged in the software space. And I'm talking software like Obsidian, uh, Note, what is it called? I don't know. Some Note 1, Notion, Notion is the name. Evernote, which is, yeah, that's just the biggest pile of shit of humanity. And there's quite a bit more of them. There's like Rome Research, there's Foam um, Bubble, which is one uh, a plugin for Visual Studio Code that is open source. And I have tried Foam and Obsidian. I've also tried Evernote, and I've also tried Notion. All of them suck besides two. The first one that does not suck is Obsidian. That's by far the best one. And I use Obsidian for writing, actually, every single day. It's a beautiful tool. However, it is not Zytelkasten. It will not help you develop ideas. It's actually more of a nuisance if you intend to take notes and learn this whole scheme of taking notes, okay? Compared to the Zytokosten, the analog way, the hard way, the old way, the way of actually writing out things by hand. 
which is guess what the hard way which is the only way that works so well i mean you know flaccid can technically work but <laughs> it is uh it is not a long term solution let's just put it that way <laughs> anyway the interesting thing is Every single one of these tools misses the entire point in the magic of Zytokosten. And so that's what I spent my time building out yesterday in terms of my handwritten notes of 24 of these things. And what I did today, well, I developed those ideas even further and I organized them and I installed them in my version of the Zytokosten, which I call the Antinet. Why the Antinet? Well, of course, it's not because it sounds cool. Why? I I call it the Antinet because it stands for obviously analog thinking internet. <laughs> so that pretty much summarizes it. And with that, I shall well, I shall part for now. I could talk about the NFT model, but of uh the NFT model of publishing and launching a business, but that is an idea that is, quite frankly, not developed enough. Well, I mean, it kind of is, but I want to leave that as a surprise. So, without further ado, I'm going to sign off and go head home and rub Brodus's ball sack, which is missing since he was neutered. Anyways, peace and love. Over and out. Scott Shepper. Just remember one thing. To stay crispy, my friends. Hey, real quick, this podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, alright? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds, right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love. Writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.